What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're watching Lyles Movie Files. We're back, probably our last episode of 2021. Congratulations on making it through another year, fellas. With me, as always, is little brother Jace. How you doing, bro? Doing good, bro. How are you? Good. And from the animated skyline, we've got Chief. What's up, man? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Chilling as always. So, we got the big reveal this week, the latest trailer of Batman, the Batman, Matt Reeves' take on the Dark Knight, Robert Pattinson. The trailer dropped, saw lots of action, lots of Bat-Cat action for you Tom King fans out there, and Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman. What did you think, Jace? Um, I'm pretty sure Zoe Kravitz is going to be the most interesting thing in that movie. Um, because I'm pretty sure they showed all the action in that movie right there, especially because it's like it's supposed to be this dark, you know, mist for him more as a detective. That's probably a very well cut trailer, and probably that action is paced out over two and a half hours. And between that and that uh, penguin fight, that's probably all the action in that movie. Um, I mean, and and it's weird because it's like I like Matt Reeves' uh, Planet of the Eight uh, trilogy, but it's just some just almost is like the fact is like again we're going back to the Batman, another origin story movie. It's just like it's gonna be slow. We gotta build up to everything you already knew, and then we're gonna get five minutes of action, and then yep, we're back in the same saddle we've been in the last twenty times. So, okay, Chief, you're very excited. What's your thoughts on it? <laughs> Kravitz, the Kravitz uh, did look good. I'll give you that. Uh, why does Batman look like the Penguin off of Gotham? <laughs> like Bruce Wayne is supposed to be attractive. I think they got this dude good. looking like. I don't even know, man. Like, you want to put a, some change in his cup if he was holding one. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks like, I mean, honestly, he looks, I mean, he looks bad. You look, you're like, I'm like, damn, Bruce. He doesn't seem like a billionaire. Uh, so that off the top threw me off when I was watching the trailer. I was like, why did they have Bruce Wayne looking so bad? Like, his haircut is a $5 haircut. <laughs> he, a bad haircut. <laughs> right, like yo, he looks bad, yo. Um, they keep throwing me off every time I see the trailer. His hair, yeah, it's like because eh. he, he's got the little, he's got the little flip, yeah, like the penguin did in in Gotham. Yeah. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, eh, how you got a flip? It's not the move. I feel like that's not the best dressed billionaires. Young billionaires are rocking, even in Gotham. So that was one. That was that there. Uh, it's saying, damn. I, I don't know about the action, you know. I mean, I, you know, I didn't do any research, so I'm not sure what's supposed to be happening in a movie. But, um, I mean, it's not so much. I, 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 I never wanted this guy for Batman anyway, and I don't care how many ways he looks. Look at this; he still looks scrawny as hell. He he took his shirt off, and I just saw the birds flying from his chest. 
This dude still got a bird chest. What about the bats? It didn't work out, remember? Yeah, remember the whole thing. It was not going to work out. He was going for a leader Batman. Like, yo, you got a 175-pound Batman. You know what I mean? I know where I'm Right. Like, yo, who who made the casting for this? Uh, You know what I mean? Who's like, yo, you know who should get? Yeah, the dude from Twilight. You know, um, and then not only not only should we get the dude from Twilight, we'll make him look nothing like the guy from Twilight, which would have been better, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then he, we'll keep him the same way he was in Twilight, and then have him go out there and fight crime. Um, it was just, it was just, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. Man, you really seemed whelmed by this. So I liked the trailer. <laughs> I thought it was really exciting. Like Jay said, I don't think we're going to see, you know, every 10 minutes a new action scene. It's probably cut up to show you the action, but it looked like those were from various fight scenes throughout the film. And I'm okay with the Batman movie focusing on him more as a detective because we haven't really seen that. haven't seen that psychological side. We've seen him do a little bit of detective work in The Dark Knight. I guess that's pretty much the only one where he was doing some investigation. He's always reacting and kind of doing stuff after the fact. Maybe in Burton's first Batman, that's been about it, where he was analyzing the compound of the smiley. But you know, one thing that I was as I was thinking about Robert Pattinson's casting in this trilogy, likely trilogy, we're probably not going to see a Robin. And I kind of feel like that is one thing that for whatever reason, these directors who handle Batman films just shy away from like, they're okay with the dude dropped in a vat of acid like material that bleaches his skin white or a dude with a bird penguin fetish dude that wears a scarecrow mask guy that hops up on a super steroid but having a kid sidekick running around fighting crime is like whoa that's too unrealistic let's get chris o'donnell in a bad outfit to do it i just kind of want that dynamic in any of these batman movies because it's like that's something that's so unique to batman i mean i know everybody else down the road had a teen sidekick but when you think of batman a lot of us go batman and robin and i'd love to see that on the big screen, played out with a big hulking Batman next to a kid or a teenager who is starting to come into his own where it's like, nah, dude, I got this too. And I feel like even with the CW shows, they have these guys who are in their mid-20s and then they go with somebody who's 25 as the as the, as the the sidekick. And it's like, oh man, you guys are missing it. And I'd, I'd love to see that because it's just something different that Marvel Studios really hadn't touched outside of Hawkeye. But going younger with Robin, Kid Flash, Speedy, Wonder Girl, etc. I mean, there's so many of them in the DC universe. And that's such a pivotal part of the legacy of those characters. I just wish they'd explore it just because it'd be something different. You know, I think they're worried about kind of the optics of it. I think that's really what it is. It's like their films have long existed. <laughs> Yeah, but I think in as much it means like sometimes we all kind of fray on the political uh, correctness of stuff. I mean, it's it's not you know 
sometimes it's just like you're having this young i mean like like because i i go with kind of the better version of it is the batman comic cartoon the batman where he's bruce wayne is like probably early 20s um and he ends up helping um yeah he ends up getting like a nine-year-old robin like if they do that it probably works because it's like but you have to have good writers so it doesn't come off as creepy i think that's what they're i mean as we know there are nine thousand hack writers that would butcher this and make all of the texts they would try and put some subtext in there and it would screw the whole dang film up and it would just mess everybody up so i think they're kind of worried about that just like hey let's just keep it basic and go from there you know you're probably right to some extent i just wish that they would have the gumption to just do something that we just i mean we associate like there was no thing of, oh yeah i mean i don't care if it's a teenage robin that's 17 18 they've been doing it for a while and we just see them i just like to see that on the big screen and not with a 27 year old chris o'donnell where that, it was like, that, that that didn't count that never counts under any circumstance should that count one thing that did count was we got the premiere of the book of Boba Fett and this was the spinoff to the Mandalorian showing us what happens when Boba Fett takes over Jabba's palace. This first episode was really good and not surprising the Mandalorian writer, John Favreau, one of the directors, Robert Rodriguez directed it. So it had all of the, fingerprints of a typical Mandalorian episode. Finnick Shard, Boba Fett trying to figure out how the heck they're going to run this new system of theirs. Are they going to be the basic crime lords that Jabba was? Are they going to reign with strength and power? Are they going to go with respect and treat everybody with more dignity? And it's already setting up with this kind of interesting dynamic between the two of them because she's still a bounty hunter and she's like, nah dude, we got to take these guys out. They're talking trash. You kill them now. I don't trust them. Like she's she's locked in on bounty hunter mode. I don't have time for this. I see a threat, I take it out. And he's like, Well, you know, I've been wandering around the desert for a while. I had a lot of time to think. I can process this things a little bit differently. We don't have to do that. I'm going with my gut. And I love that because it creates a little tension where it's not this thing of, oh man, she's gonna turn on him by the end of the thing. It's just kind of a, yeah, this is cool. I like the way this is going with this. And then I really respected the fact that they didn't just go into, here's what's going on with Boba Fett now. They showed us how he escaped the Sarlacc. And now that's something they did in the comic books. And it's like, what? And they did it in the books. I was like, okay, I guess that works. But seeing it on the smallish, or if you have a big screen TV, big screen TV was like, that's cool. Actually watching it, seeing him strain against the Sarlacc's teeth to move. And you see how he's getting all these scars. Then he comes out and the Jawas jack him for his armor. It's like, that is such a Jawa move. I mean, it was just like, yes, there's a big sail barge wreckage. We are on it. It's like they put it out on Jawa Instagram. Let's go. Utini. And then it was like, yo, there's a dude here with some armor. Let's grab that too. I'm like these jokers. I love the Jawas. They're, they're great. And then we saw how he starts to, to start rocking the Tuscan Raider uh, outfit, having a goffy stick. I just loved so much about this episode. And I felt like, 
Yes, quality Star Wars is back here. We've got this. We've got Obi-Wan to look forward to next year. What did you think about this, bro? Uh, I I saw it. I was like just starting us off with kind of as much as from all of us expanding universe now called Legends, we kind of like, and I'm one of the people, I'm like, how the heck is Boba coming back? And just giving me like, hey, unlike, say, if uh, Luke Skywalker or Han Solo get into the Starlight, he's got a little bit of protection, armor, who can give himself a little bit of time, and he's got kind of, you know, a little, he's, you know, a determination, so he, and he got a flamethrower. So it's like that scene right there was like, this is some a lot of guys don't have. They always have, like, maybe a blast or something. That nothing that could sustain an attack getting through the Starlight. Starlight. And then you could actually see the Starlight dead across the street. It's like, not a Starlight's dead because, you know, Boba punched out his guts. So that helps. Like, okay, all right. Now, I'm, I'm, now, I'm with you guys. And then giving me, a, I mean, like, the just kind of brief, like, kind of overview of what we're expecting. Like, there, there needs to be flashbacks to Boba Fett. It's not, it can't just be, all right, he's back after the Mandalorian, now go. It's like, no, 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 you got to give us that backstory, which, you know, some other Star Wars things don't think you need to do. Uh, but they did a good job. Like, no, we understand. There's gaps here. We need to fill them in because there's not going to be a prequel to the book of Boba Fett. It's, here it is. Let's go. And I think they did a good job of starting that out in the first episode. Like, all right, we're going to give you a little story progression, but we're also going to give you that backstory on how he comes to being the dude who thinks he needs to be running, who's, you know, big enough to be running Tatooine, not just Jabba sidekick. So you actually put this out to us. You text and said, hey, how are you ranking the Spider-Man movies? From worst to last. And I was like, you know what? We haven't done that. That makes for an interesting conversation. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about them hits. So, there are so many Spider-Man films. Seven? Yeah. yeah. Am I correct on my basic math here? Three, uh, three, three, and... No, it's eight. Eight. Yeah. Three, Holland, two, Garfield, and three, McGuire's. And then into the Spider-Verse. Oh, we're coming into? That's one of the okay. Spider-Man movies. Hey, you know, I didn't know we are doing live action, anime, you know. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, you gotta count that. Okay. Okay, so let's, let's make this real easy. I think, I think there's room for debate with these films, but it's really easy. Which one is the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Dance and Toby. Spider-Man 3. There's, there's no way around it with this one. The Venom was a good try. Topher Grace was not a good casting choice for Eddie Brock. He was one of the ultimate, what were they thinking? Because he wasn't the bully dude that Eddie Brock needed to be. He needed to be physically intimidating, towering over smaller Peter to get the whole thing of Venom the symbiote wanting payback and then Eddie wanting payback on Peter Parker. And we didn't get that. It was just kind of like, eh, he's a punk. He's a chump. We got Sandman and I feel like Sandman was an underrated villain. I thought they did a really nice job with him. Like They did his effects really well and 
he was cool. If they had just made him the main villain, I probably would have liked Spider-Man 3 a lot more. But going Venom, it's not not the move and not the way to win. And then they had Hobgoblin in that joint too, right? Or Ned? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Hob was in there for like five seconds. Yeah, it was. Those um, were decisions I wasn't necessarily fond of. All right, so that's that's number nine. Number eight. Where do you fit now? Now that that easy one was out the way, Jace. <sighs> You look like you're debating. I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, Spider-Man Two because I think Ooh, Chief is disagreeing with you. I I see that. that Chief was like, "What?" I I know. Um, I like Doc Ock. (laughs) He can't be turns camera off in disgust. (laughs) He's okay. Again, I liked. I like Doc Ock. I like this kind of storyline of Doc Ock. But I think when you go kind of like all the other movies, I think Yeah, I think that I think my seven and eight are kind of close, but I think I'm probably gonna go with um Yeah, I'm probably gonna go with that just because I didn't I think it was, it was like, I like uh, Toby. I like um, Doc Ock. But everybody else surrounding that, I did not. I don't think it was. I don't think he had as strong a supporting cast as the other Spider Man did. Interesting. Okay, Chief, what's your number eight? Since you and I are definitely disagreeing with Jason on this one. All right. And just for good measure, in terms of Spider Man, and this is not in, I would. I would I would have put the Venom movies at two, Venom movie two as second worst, and then the Venom movie one as second worst. If, if okay, so yeah. let's no argument there. there. If they were in there, yes. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man two. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Fox has Electro. Uh, you know, it was some cut. It was some cut. It's you know what I mean. I, and, and 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 it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't uh, chocolate daddy. It was some cut though when you compare it to the other Spider Mans we got. And um, I thought I just thought the I mean the Rhino. Remember how lame the Rhino was in that joint? Um, yeah, I, I didn't like Jamie Foxx. I didn't like that Electro whole dynamic. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Gwen Stacy, the death of Gwen Stacy. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't even like how she died. I, this was, it was just, yeah, Spider Man Two, Major Spider Man Two, is gonna be my. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, my choice is in that franchise. This is Amazing Spider Man, and I think this is as low as it is simply because. I don't like that suit and I thought they were kind of on the right path with Lizard but then they decided to just make him a dinosaur and the thing with Lizard is he needs to have that man reptilian thing they had it in for hot for hot second where he's wearing a lab coat he had pants was like that's all you need to do don't go don't change it up and they were just like nah he's gonna be a nude nude dinosaur running around here and and that was 
it was like, eh, not, not a huge fan. Everything else I really liked about it. It was cool. I liked Andrew Garfield's first take as Spider-Man. He actually made jokes. So that definitely made it like, oh, great. This is more mm-hmm. what I want to see in my Spider-Man. But that is my number my number eight. Just because I like mm-hmm. the outfit. They didn't really do the lizard quite right. So now we've got a huge mashup of different choices. What's number seven for you guys? I actually, this this is where I have amazing uh, one, too. Uh, like I said, this, there is, I like, again, I like Andrew Garfield as um, Spider-Man, but this one was kind of the intro and, but his, his, again, it, it seemed like if you wanted to start a new Spider-Man franchise, this is the way to go. It's like, all right, you got a cooler Spider-Man going with you. Uh, you got some animation. I mean, like the lizard was not the best. They could have kept him, like I said, could have kept him in the lab coat, but he had a sympathetic villain. You work with it. And then I, I liked it from there. Okay. Chief, how about you? Uh-huh. What was your what was yours? Mine's is now Amazing Spider-Man One. This is um, Andrew Garfield's first one. Okay, okay. Um, uh, this is probably gonna be highly debated, but uh, Far From Home. Um, okay. I, I, you know, it was just I don't know. I didn't like the. I just didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I liked the concept. I almost felt like we had we got tricked by the uh uh what's the dude's name from Iron Man three. Hogan? Happy the bad guy from Iron Man three. Yes. I feel like we hit we hit a we we got a Mandarin uh type situation going on there where the dude was just a total fake and the whole movie and I feel like that movie kinda copied the Iron Man Mandarin uh scheme where this dude was just a total fake and you know it was yeah i didn't you know it wasn't like and and when i say these things i'm not saying these are bad movies yeah yeah. i'm just saying that these i I liked others more than i did others and this one you know yeah so that's just my my number seven all right for me it's spider-man this one is just low because the one deal with all the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the Joker never talks. Spider-Man's main deal is he's making jokes. He's doing all these puns. He's being irritated to his villains and he's throwing them off their game because he's talking like a machine gun and they're just so distracted by him jumping around and all the dialogue. And he's just like, let me take my mask off for the 40th time. I hated the look of Green Goblin they made him basically a suit of armor, which was, let's be, that, that was that weird period where they weren't quite sure how far they wanted to go into comic book movies. So it was, how can we make this comic book movie sort of realistic? And they weren't quite into who cares. These going to make a bunch of money, make a ton of money, make millions of dollars, screw whoever thinks they look silly or whatever. So they were still in this half in, half out approach to it. I like the touch on the costume with the silver accents. I thought that looked good. There's that really great scene where Spider-Man's leaping backwards after he's throwing the bombs and the, and the, the 
the bombs and what else is he throwing the stars or whatever that was great love that they did his origin perfectly with uncle ben getting killed like there was that was perfect it was so good no other spider-man film even bothered to really retell the origin that way again so that was great um but it was just like eh. there's so many elements that aren't quite hitting me on spider-man and i didn't like kirsten dunce mary jane she was too much of a girl next door she felt more like gwen stacy and i just never really found her to be mary jane because at that point in the comics she was super vivacious and like yo I'm a catch. You know, I'm a catch. Everybody was like all on her because Mary Jane was a supermodel and Harrison Dunst is, you know, she's cool, but she's oh, next door. right. She's, she is absolutely Gwen Stacy. Like it was funny because I always felt like Emma Stone could play the mess out of Mary Jane Watson because she could be vivacious and desirable and, and have all these people just flock to her as a center of attention. Like, we, we, we saw that in Easy A. It was like, yeah. she basically played like the actual Mary Jane. I, I always said, it's like, if you were going to, during that Spider-Man role, it was like, if you wanted Mary Jane, Shannon, uh, Shannon Elizabeth was literally like, just so like, if you saw her in high school, every dude would have been like, <laughs> yeah. like, I can't talk to this girl. And that would have been, I mean, and Kirsten Dunn would have definitely been your Gwen Stacy like, Oh, hey, friend, yeah. But her, you know, it's... It no, was just... And, and, but but he really was into Gwen. And Gwen was fine as Kristen Dunst because she was the innocent, happy girl next door, which made sense. And Mary Jane and Peter are so unattainable and like, yeah, there is no shot of that. Um, but I'm cool with my really nice, really sweet Gwen. So I don't care about Mary Jane. And so between her... Green Goblin's costume. I thought Willem Dafoe was really good. He did the whole manic split personality thing of Norman Osborn and Green Goblin well. But the costume, I hated. It was terrible. And yeah, no talking Spider-Man. So that one's low. So I'm going to go next with number six. Mine is Spider-Man Homecoming. I love this film. I think we've now reached a point where I don't have a bad film. And there's not something on here I dislike. I mean, actually, most of them I don't dislike. But Homecoming only really suffers because it's Tom Holland's first film. They're still getting the kinks out of the costume. And I don't know if they felt really secure enough with, here's our Spider-Man movie. It was like, we've got to have Iron Man in this too. So it was, I thought Iron Man was fine, but it was kind of the, uh, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. We don't have to have Tony Stark in here and tie him so tightly and so closely to Spider-Man. That eventually pays off and makes sense, but for Homecoming, it was like, it's good. He doesn't need it. So, uh, Chief, who's your, what's your number six? Uh, my number six is... my. I did Far From Home, so The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was the, you know, the first series back from the break from Tobey Maguire. Um, you know, it's a new Spider-Man, you know, I, you know, I liked Andrew Garfield as, as the Spider-Man and, um, I thought it was really good action. Um, uh, you know, being the, you know, even with being the lizard and you don't like him going full dinosaur, 
still a really good movie. Um, and uh, yeah, I just watched it the other day. It was, you know, it even had uh, you know Gwen Stacy's father, Dennis Leary. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Really so good it was, yeah, it was it was a decent movie. I feel like so. Um, yeah, The Amazing Spider Man. All right, Jace, what's yours? Okay, mine's is Toby One. Um, <laughs> Toby One. Again, I, I make no secret. It's like Toby. I mean. It definitely suffers from it was pre MCU. I mean, that's I think if you could have had Kevin Feige and John Fravru actually like, hey, we can go a little more comic book on this. We don't have to have this dude so serious, and we also don't need to have him in New York City where he takes off his mask five thousand times and nobody takes a picture. Because even back then, we still had low budget cell phone cameras and somebody taking a picture like. Yeah, I know you saved that train, but homie, I'm gonna need you. My rent's due, so I'm gonna need you to make that happen. And Jay Jonah Jameson hey. is paying up. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need that recurring every two months. I mean, every month, so yeah, make that happen. <laughs> I just don't, I mean, it was just like, I don't care. It's like, you can't tell me somebody on, on a New York City subway ain't thirsty enough to just say, cool job on saving me, but here's today. I just, it would, it annoyed the hell out of me. That was part it, two. I, then. Then I need again add some more fire on why I hated part two. <laughs> hated part um, okay. It's like I mean, and I again I like William Defoe on that, but I mean, there's just like it, it to me it was just like okay, it's cool, but it's it's right there. It's you want to be a superhero, but you don't want to be. That was that's kind of why it's low on me. So my number five film is Spider Man: Far From Home. And I really liked how that was set up with Mysterio presenting to be an ally. I've got your back. What do you need? So sorry about Tony. I got you. And that whole twist, because I was like, dude, what are they doing? Mysterio is not a hero. I was like, just so annoyed when they were announcing all this stuff. I'm like, why? Because they were selling it like Multiman was the villain. And I was just like, how are they going to mess this up? They've been doing so well, except for Iron Man 3. Why are they going to do this again? And then for them to actually be like, no, we actually know what we're doing. Don't relax. And then they pulled off all the illusions. Like, I thought that was so well done. The whole Iron Man thing where it's like the skeleton zombie version. That was cool. And I almost killed him with the train. It's like, see, this is how Mysterio would fight. Dirty. And that culminated with that super dirty, oh, I know your secret identity. And I'm about to put it out there for the whole world. And it was like, this is also some really terrible bad luck that would happen to Peter Parker. And then they perfectly sealed it by having J.K. Simmons come back, blow our minds as J. Jonah Jameson, playing the role only he could play. And it was like, yes, you guys so understand everything about why we love these movies why it's so important to have a character like him back and it, it just showed how much they got spider-man and then just for kicks they're like oh by the way nick fury maria hill they're actually squirrels don't even worry about it and it's like oh shoot man y'all, y'all are messing around here so that was my number five okay that makes sense all right so now we are at number four chief why don't you lead us off um, okay, we four. Uh, 
Homecoming. So yeah, I thought that was uh that's in there. I think that's a decent one to 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 uh you know, this is the that's the second one in it. Uh no, the first one in first it. one. That's yeah, the, that's uh, the first Tom one. Holland's yeah, this first one has Tom Holland. I think uh yeah. Uh I enjoyed it actually. Uh that's with the uh uh the Green Goblin. Uh they got Vulture. The Vulture, that's what I meant. The Vulture. Um Vulture is great. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Um uh, they went to DC or whatever. Mm-hmm. Him uh was uh Zendaya trying to, you know. Um so yeah. I thought that was pretty decent. That was a pretty decent one. So I did like that one a lot. Home. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue too much on that one because Michael Keaton was great as Vulture. Ain't mm-hmm. he? <laughs> yeah, has right in the that joint in the car because that that felt like a classic Spider-Man moment, and they just did it perfect. The whole oh my personal my superhero life is starting to collide here, and it's getting tricky. That was great. Jace, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is. Uh, Enter the Spider-Verse. Okay. I'm very much looking forward to the next part. I mean, this this top four is... There's nothing against any one of them. I I will watch any of them if you put them on TV. Um, I don't know how many times I actually watch Enter the Spider-Verse while just doing other stuff. Um, It's anime. It's kind of... I'm not... I mean, it was kind of like... I like the voice cast was good. Um... Action was good, and I, I really, I there's no, I have no complaints. It was just a good movie and really enjoyable. I just in this one time, before, huh? yeah, I just, I just, I like the live the. This is one of the few times I actually like because the live action movies are such high quality. I like them more. Okay, so mm-hmm. mine is Amazing Spider-Man Two, and I know that was lower for you, Chief, but I really like this movie. I know it's a lot happening, a lot going on with Electro, with um, Green Goblin 2. No, not Green Goblin 2. With um, with Electro, really. And then Harry coming back and kind of deranged and doing his Hobgoblin thing. And the whole deal with Gwen Stacy in this. And it's so cool how it all comes together. And again, to me, the best Spider-Man films really play up on that that tragic nature of Peter Parker as a hero who wants to do right, can't always get it right, has a pretty good attitude, faces off against all these bad guys who are way more powerful than him, and he just overcomes the odd and never really wins. And this one had so much, like Rhino, I really love the Mecha Rhino treatment, but it was all right. But this one had, prob- no, my favorite spider-man costume until later um but it was just a classic version of the comic book character and red and blue bright no funniness it just looked good andrew garfield felt really comfortable in the role and i was and after that one i was i can't wait to see his next movie because he's doing so good as spider-man and they're they're talking rumors about moving spider-man to the mcu Oh, it'd be so cool seeing Andrew Garfield with with Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, okay, cool. Can't wait for it. But really loved it and thought, I think now people are kind of coming around on it like, oh, it was was good. I was, I was, I felt at times like I was on an island because I was like, man, y'all, y'all are seeing what I'm seeing with this one. But 
I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. That's why it's number four on my list. But my number four would be the first Spider-Man. Okay. Um, and the reason why is so from the DC universe, you guys know, you guys already know my favorite character is Superman. Right. Oh, from the Marvel universe, my first, my favorite character is Spider-Man. Now, before this one came out, the only Spider-Man we've ever known is from the goddamn Electric Company. I don't even know if you remember Electric Company and the Spider-Man used to be on that. Jace, you might be too young, but you should remember. Of course. But they had the the syndication TV show with Nicholas, what's his face? I I never saw any other Spider-Man. Are you talking about the one with fires, uh, Firestorm and uh, Iceman? You're talking about the cartoon. No, no. But I'm talking about a live person, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember the, action, the live action one. I don't remember that one. So I saw Electric Company, then I saw Tobey Maguire. So for me, that was like, oh, man, Spider-Man's coming to the big screen. It was a whole big thing for me. And um, yeah. So that's why that Spider-Man is ranked there at number four. My number four is Amazing Spider-Man Two because I actually did like. Um, I like they introduced. They were trying to introduce the Sinister Six in live action, which I thought was going to make for the next movie really cool. Uh, I liked um, Harry Os Osmond because I, I I thought his character was starting to be like you know, hey man, it's like he's your friend and it's like. Things go haywire, and I like how that was gonna, how that was playing out. I also, I mean, like the tragedy of Gwen Stacy was also like, dang. I mean, it, that was really like, I mean, you watch, especially you watching in three D. That movie was excellent. I mean, that's really, that's something we really, don't really does a lot for that movie, mm-hmm. and maybe more than any other other Spider Man films. But in three D. That is a real experience, and I know because you can't necessarily watch everything in 3D anymore. It's like, yeah, whatever. But that one really made good use of 3D. I mean, like just that final scene of Gwen Stacy in 3D, you feel that, and it is just boom. I mean, that little drop, you're like, oh no. I mean, and you can see that so much clearer in 3D that I it. That's kind of why I mean that I mean just I like the story I like how everybody's interaction but that movie yes just the 3D version of that is yeah that that made that movie way to go okay so my number three is Into the Spider Verse I think it is really cool like it just has a whole mood vibe to it it's one of the I mean it's like the only one that has a soundtrack that is just like such an important character of the film and it just it does it feels like we are making a movie about a biracial spider-man who's black who's hispanic and we're celebrating both of those it's no like well just a generic soundtrack it was all about the flavor of that his dad was around you know that was something different. It was it was a totally different presentation. I love the way they introduced all the different Spider-Men, Spider-Women from the different universes. I thought that whole storytelling device was really cool. And it just felt like there are so many more Spider-Men we can get to in the Spider-Verse. I can't wait. They just did a great job of, of focusing on, on Miles, what it meant to be a hero, stepping out on your own, and then being part of a team. Just love that movie. And... Can't wait for part two, like you said. 
What's your number three, Chief? All right. So my number three is uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. I enjoyed. Uh, like, I really like Tom High. I mean, I was, I was, you know, I'm still in my in my feelings. You know, introducing, take, getting rid of uh, Andrew Garfield. But once you saw him in Civil War, you're like, oh, okay, all right, I, I, I can see this guy. He, he's cool for what y'all want to do. And then we see the high school Peter Parker interacting with Ned, interacting with Flash uh, Thompson, and it was like, okay, I'm over it. This is a cool movie. And then you bring bringing me back Michael Keaton as in the com- I mean, comic book world where he's a cool vulture, which I never, I, mean, I had no real interaction with, I mean, I, I didn't know Vulture from like two seconds as this old bald guy in a comic book show, but they actually made him actually a cool bad guy running a team of guys just trying to get over, trying to get back on their feet, make some money. And then they have, then they got to deal with the Spider-Man dude who's just trying to cut in on the action. So it gives you this extra dynamic and then I'm giving that conversation with Pete. Hey Pete, seriously. Okay. Like, I think I know who you are. Okay. Like, not even joking. Yeah, you're Spider-Man. Okay. And that was just extra cool. I mean, and then you're like, yeah, it's like, and then you got the actions, and that was, was like, I didn't, you you, wrote, you you did not need Iron Man in that movie. You could take him out completely in that movie. But that's why it's my number three instead of, you know, higher up. But I think the groundwork they laid for Peter Parker and, I mean, for uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, excellent job. What's your number two film, Chief? All right, so we're in number two. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And for whatever reason, I got it as my number three, but Into the Spider-Verse is with, uh, uh, you know, I I enjoyed that movie, you know? Um, And I, you know, I watched it several times after after that. So it was a good, I mean, what can you say about it? It was a good damn uh, cartoon. You know, full length cartoon, but it was it was damn good. Um, so yeah, yeah. Into the Spider Verse. Jace, what's your number two? Okay, um, my number two is Far From Home, and yes, I got it right for the first time in like five podcasts saying that. the The reason I actually really like that is because it really does kind of set up the MCU post. Iron Man's death. It really kind of like, hey, you, yeah, you might be his little mentee sidekick, but we had a guy we trust more, and they really kind of and set him up like, even though you're like, wait, Mysterio, yeah, that's a bad guy. You, you, I mean, every all the comic book dudes are saying that, but then you see, and you're like, but uh, wait, Marvel, yeah, what are y'all doing? Another universe, like, what the heck are yeah. y'all doing? Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, this is like, wait, I mean, we're not, we're, we're not ready for the multiverse yet, and then they're like. We aren't either. We're actually pull- we're lying to you, and it actually, unlike the Mandarin, it really it actually this one actually worked because it's like, hey, I actually am from your universe. I'm just I just got a whole team of ex Stark people trying to make some money and getting the keys to everything, and it was like that's a bad guy thing. And then, like I said, the illusions where he actually is using Mysterio fighting like. Oh, he's using illusions to actually kill Peter Parker after he's now. Oh, you figure out who I am. Now I'm going to get rid of you. And then the actual fight scene where you do the 
fight in London where everything is going wrong for Peter Parker, and then it culminates into, yes, I'm I'm going to die because that was a great move you just pulled, but I'm also going to tell everybody in the world who you are, and I know you can't handle that. So, good luck, Peter. Since you, you won this one, now you're, you're not going to win anything more. So, that is what I The only reason I don't have that higher is because I hate when they kill off villains. And I just wish the Mysterio was around to enjoy pulling that super turn twist on Peter. Like, even if he was in prison, like, ha, got him. That was the yeah. one thing. And it's like, oh, I wish you hadn't killed Mysterio. But yeah, beyond- I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people. I, I get annoyed when anything kills characters because you can't figure out what to do with them next. This one felt because it was dirty and had repercussions for the main character that were going to linger more than just that character's death. I think that's what made it to me. It was like, one just, we're killing him off. What do you do next? Wait, we don't, we don't know. I mean, we could have killed off Vulture, but we were smart enough not to. So we actually made it affect like, this person getting killed is a thing. It is going to have repercussions. And we see what does go to. Yeah. And, you know, does what it needs to. All right, so my oh. number two. Oh, go ahead. Okay. No, you're giving your number two? Yeah. Okay. Have you done your number two? No, that's okay. why I was saying. Go okay. for it. Go for it. No, no, no. I just want to make sure that we were still on number two. Two and two. Because it sounded like we was headed to number one. No, we were not. <laughs> okay. Number two is Spider-Man 2. And the fight scene with Doc Ock is just on, on the trade is crazy. Like, they actually do it right. And they actually got a, a component of that relationship that was really cool where he has this mentor mentee relationship with one of his villains and he doesn't really want to fight him but he's like this dude's gone crazy because of this chip I need to figure out a way to beat him and Alfred Molina was just great as Doc Ock so good like so good he could not be denied even after he got killed so that's all I got to say on that one Chief I agree with you number two is Spider-Man 2 for me Brilliant, but lazy. You know? Uh, <laughs> so, you have no you have no argument. We lined up perfectly on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I think, everyone has the same number one now. Uh, I believe you're correct. That would be Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> All right, actually, of course, it's no-brainer. Spider-Man, No Way From Home. Not only the best Spider-Man, but also one of the best MCU films. This movie has everything any fan of any of these previous films we've mentioned could want. I mean, it, it brings, pulls characters from every film, references one character from Into the Spider-Verse. Like, I always thought, you know, you're helping all, all people in Queens. I thought you were black. You think there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere? I was like, yes. Because, you know, that, that'd be too messy. Introducing young Miles is in this universe, the way it's set up right now. But it opened up the possibility that, yeah, we'll see Miles in some capacity later. They fixed so many costumes. Electro didn't look goofy anymore. Like he had the electric spike deal coming on his head, and that was a big improvement. They almost got Green Goblin perfect. They shredded up his purple jumpsuit, so he had the hood, had the ripped sleeves, had a little green showing underneath. He was like, yes, 
The only thing, like I mentioned earlier, was I just wish he had kept the mask because the mask was the only thing from that costume they had right. So if you put the hood up and had that mask, we got Green Goblin and he would have been perfect. Otherwise, Green Goblin, they treated him like the main Spider-Man villain he is. He does dirty stuff. He sets up to make sure the rest of the Sinister Five turns on Spider-Man and... He kills on me. It's like, what, you bastard? And it was so, so much like a Spider-Man thing where he's doing the right thing and gets gut punch from it. And then it's like, I'm mad. I'm going to kill him. And then MJ and Ned are like, we got to figure out something. And I was kind of figure out what the heck they were doing with the rings thing that they stole from Doctor Strange. But it's like, this is perfect. They're going to do this. And then when it happened, I said, when I watched it, it was a theater full of critics. When that portal opened, everybody was like, oh, and then Andrew stepped through was like, yes. And it's like, this one of those deals where you know something's coming, but it's still so great and so well done that you're excited. This is the second time that Marvel Studios has geeked us out to the fullest with portals opening and people coming out on your left. left. What? Oh, man, here they come. And then bouncing through Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. And then Peter, uh, Tobey Maguire. Peter, huh? What? That was, love that. I mean, it was just, it was great. Hey, you're going to be dressed up as a cool, hip youth pastor? I've got my outfit right here. It's like, so good. I can keep talking about it forever, but. Chief, yeah, the kitchen scene about? was amazing. Huh? That kitchen scene where they both were in the kitchen oh, together. Oh, man. So good. What 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 else can you say about it, Chief? Uh, well, the, the kitchen scene. Uh, then you realize how much pain and anguish. Like Spider Man needs therapy. Like you realize how much stuff he's been through. You know what I mean? Um, it was just I, like I, one of the guys I know. We were talking about it. He said that he didn't like that Spider Man refought villains, but. To me, man, everybody at one time, the major villains, uh, it was just, and then the, the return of a, of, a, of a good Doc Ock, um, you know, uh, and then, and, and, you know, at the end, Spider-Man's up like, you know, by himself again, you know, that nobody in the world remembers Peter Parker. So it was just, it was all around a good movie. It was funny, it was action-packed, it was sad, it was, it gave you all the good stuff, you know what I mean? But not in, not in a, you know, uh, a notebook kind of way. So, it was, you know what I mean? I think there's anything wrong with so, the notebook. Yeah, yeah, you know, but it was, it was real good, man. That movie, excellent, man. I enjoyed seeing uh, Toby and uh, Andrew Garfield, man. I, you know, Andrew Garfield, he was peaking, he was like, then he started coming closer. I was like, oh, you know. And then, uh, like I said, that kitchen scene, man. My man jumped up onto the seat. Can you get those webs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, then they were, they were like, where do your webs come from? And he was like, they come out of me. And they were like, what do you mean? <laughs> and they, they were having that. Like, it was a lot of good, like, little gems in there. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a damn good movie, man. It was the best one yet. It was, uh, better than far any other that's come out. And I love the fact that there was so much for the other two Spider-Men in a limited amount of time. Like, 
how Andrew Garfield Spider-Man got to save the girlfriend this time. I mm-hmm. thought that was so good because it just felt like he got his big hero moment in a way he failed in his own, which then makes Amazing Spider-Man 2's tragedy have more impact because this time he gets to make the save and you can feel it. They did such a great job with that scene where he's like, I did it. I saved her. She's okay. And I'm okay now because I was able to save someone in the same kind of predicament that I wasn't able to before. Like, I thought that was great. Jace, what do you got about it? Okay. I'm, 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 just because you just mentioned that scene. It also, because of, it's like, I'm better, I'm a better Spider-Man because it's like, his, like, his, like, Andrew Garfield's like, when he's like, yo, after I, I couldn't save Gwen, I became bitter. I get frustrated. I didn't hold my punches. I was just, I had all the power of Spider-Man and just took it all the wrong way in my universe. And then he's like, I get to redeem myself. It's like, you know, maybe I can become a better dude, better Spider-Man after this. Because, I, I mean, just the relief that, and like, just all, I mean, like, given the fact it's like, none of, it, when we heard that, you know, there was a chance that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, we were all kind of, I haven't seen any promotion material about it. So, um, yeah, it's a rumor until I see it. And then when you see it, it was like, okay. And then they don't shortchange them, making any of them a chump. It was like, no, our Spider-Man stories happen. They all had the Spider-Man tragedy. And, and this, and each one, I mean, and Toby and Andrew, their scenes are, I mean, their lives are going to be better. Unfortunately, Tom Holland, his universe is all effed up because he makes the right choice to save everybody. And it's, once again, as Chief said, it's the Spider-Man on tragedy of him. It's like, I did everything. I, I, I fought Thanos. I was cool with all these guys. And now, if I go into Doctor Strange's, you know, Sacred St. Torm, he's not even going to know me. He's the one who cast the daggone spell. Happy, who's literally dating my aunt, doesn't even know who I am when he's rocking right beside me. It's just like, I did everything right, and I am screwed. And if I, if, like she said, he can go to therapy and be like, who are you? You don't have insurance. It's like, I got to take, I'm like one of the smartest dudes in the world and I got to get a GED. It's like, this is, this is what I did. And you're welcome, world. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking out. It opens so much up for the next trilogy of Spider-Man films in a way that I don't know any other ending could have done. I mean, it's just, there's so much they can do now. And from opening that multiverse door Maybe we see the other ones again. Maybe we see characters who knew well. You know, they they were just tightly locked up in their own silos of their universes. But maybe there's another multiverse where, like, some friends, like maybe Johnny Storm, sees him. Hey, buddy, what's up? So many things I mean, opening up. But also, I mean, here's the other aspect of it. It's like the post-credit scene. It literally opens Venom up. I mean, a new Venom in this new and new Spider-Man trilogy. It's like, oh wow, you can correct the whole a uh, Sony, you know, Venom. You can make a MCU Venom that goes right along with. And that ending, he forgets. That's hmm? why he vanishes. He gets sent back to his world. Yeah, no, he does, but a little bit of a piece of the symbiote oh, stays on the. Right, right, right. You're right. You're right. And Master's like, you're like, oh shoot, like. Y'all opened up Venom. I mean, so... I mean... Yeah, yeah this that, was, that was a flawless uh, victory film to me. Where it's just like, 
I, I got nothing. The only thing is just they just put the the mask back on Goblin, but everything else was perfect. Green Goblin can't complain about that. Electro felt powerful, not too ridiculous. Sandman was a threat because he kept just trying to wipe him out with the sand tornado. Lizard was menacing, doing his thing. Maybe maybe they could have thrown in another villain just to have six, but I'm fine. And I thought they did a great job with it. So. That's it. That's our, our breakdown of the Spider-Man films. So just for clarity's sake, let's run through. Jace, what's your worst to best Spider-Man? All right. I got nine. One, nine is uh, Spider-Man 3. Eight is Spider-Man 2. Seven is Amazing Spider-Man. Six is Spider-Man 1. Five is uh, Spider-Verse. Four is Amazing Spider-Man 2. Three, Homecoming. Two, Far From Home. And one with a rocket ship is No Way Home. Chief, your, your list. What's up? All right. Spider-Man 3, of course. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Far From Home. The Amazing Spider-Man. Homecoming, Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man 2. And No Way Home. Cool. And mine, Spider-Man 3. Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2, and with a number one web-soaked bullet, No Way Home. Fellas, 2021 is a wrap, basically. Um, Next time, we'll give out our year-end at the start of the new year because, you know, maybe something happens in two more days. It's amazing. But um, next time, we'll break down 2021, the year that was with our best and worst of lists. Thank you, as always, for rocking with me for another year of Oz Movie Files. Could not do this thing without you. I'd be talking to myself, to the world. So, appreciate you all. Chief, Jace, Javon, Gunner, thank you. And thank you all out there for listening to us talk about all this good stuff. We'll have Dummies a Week next time, included the oh-so-coveted Dummy of 2021. So that's it. Thank you all for rolling. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.